What's up, y'all? Harcos here. I just want to drop a quick message here real quick. I wanted to apologize for the bad quality audio on my voice on this whole episode. Uh, there was an oversight and a technical difficulty that we did not catch during the episode or during the pre-show, and so I sound like I'm in a trash can. So I want to apologize to all y'all about that. The message is still on point. KP's voice is on point, and so hopefully you enjoy the episode and take away as much information as possible. Enjoy the show. People have a really high ego and a really low pain tolerance when it comes to making investments in their musical career. And that's something that's hard to overcome, especially when you don't have much money. Every dime that you try to invest, you want to try to make that maximize as much as possible. You don't want to try to throw it away because then that hurts. You're like, man, I could have spent that on something else. You want to make sure that you have your investment come back to you. You know, and so that's where you got to work smarter, not harder. Just because you're throwing money at something doesn't mean it's going to come out. What's up, y'all? Harcos here with Music Making Sense Podcast. And with me, as always, is the dapper Dan Mohawk man himself, KP. How the hell are you doing today, KP? <laughs> What's up, people? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm about to have fun with it, right? So, you know, get ready yeah, for exactly. this, man. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. we, KP, found, and, KP found the sound effects on our new software we're using called Riverside. We started using it last episode as well, too. Powered by Riverside FM. Exactly. Powered by Riverside FM. So any of y'all who are interested in doing podcasts, we highly recommend it. I mean, going with Zoom or whatever is okay, but yeah. there's a lot of technicals with Zoom that kind of make it a hindrance when it comes for post editing that Riverside just doesn't I'm not even doing a plug like it's for real like I like Riverside better when I'm doing the post edit we both do the podcast yeah yeah because you know like I primarily do like the all the post editing cutting out the clips and everything like that and with Riverside it's pretty cool anyway all who are like into editing and shit so with zoom you get the video and the audio on one on one thing so you get the video feed and then you get the audio feed and it's just for everything so when he's yeah. speaking when i'm speaking it's all on one track now supposedly i was talking to somebody about it the other day and they said you can split that mm-hmm. but either way the the video portion for um for zoom their video is not that high quality right, right? but with riverside they actually have high quality and then and then also they split the tracks out. So his video and his audio are separate and my video and my audio are separate. So if I sneeze while he's talking or he coughs whenever I'm talking or something like that, I can cut that out and post and y'all never know the difference. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, like it's got sound effects on here and shit. So I'm sure KP is going to have fun with that and everything. If of any course. y'all familiar with, if any of y'all are familiar with the, uh, the, uh, the podcast kill Tony red band is always, Pushing the soundboard with some dumbass shit. I have a feeling KP is going to be on here doing the soundboard with some crazy shit as well, too. Just to have some fun with it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. And we got a lot of people with us right here, you know. They love it, too. They're loving yep, us, exactly. man. They're loving us. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly but but yeah we didn't come here to pitch riverside to y'all we're just letting you know that you're going to hear sound effects now starting from here on out because we got a new software that we're using and everything yeah. so and and the software is pretty dope uh just a couple of learning curves that we've been working on outside of everything but uh yeah. but yeah i mean we uh oh shit i just noticed this this cool thing here too i can add a marker in the video oh Hell, nice yeah. that's gonna make 
it's going to, yeah, at the bottom of the screen right here, it says mark clip. So mm -hmm. I can add a marker whenever there's something I want to do. Oh, cool. For a clip later. That's dope. Anyway. Oh, yeah, yeah. It does say right here. Yeah, it sure does. Mm -hmm. I see it yeah. too. Yeah, dope. Yeah, so. We're here to talk about music marketing, not Riverside. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, man, but hey, yeah. we are blessed. Hey, man, this is a blessing mm. to be powered by Riverside, man. So big up to you guys. Well, there's that too. Yeah, and um, yeah. but yeah, let's go ahead and get into this gravy, gravy yeah. show here, bro. Yeah, but podcasts are one thing I recommend to all artists that you start an yeah, interest-based podcast, not a music self-promotion. You just, you know, do musical masturbation on the screen all day. I'm talking <laughs> about actually having, actually having a, a real podcast where you're talking about something that's near and dear to you and stuff that actually helps build your brand as well too. Um, so no matter what software you use, we recommend Riverside, but no matter what software you use, create a podcast, however you got to get it, get it. And, yeah. uh, it's going to definitely help you out with your marketing as well. Yeah, because then you but, can help engage yeah. with other people as well. You get to engage mm -hmm. with them and, and do these things and have real conversations with uh, your fans. And your fans also yeah. get in, in a chance to get in, engaged with you and get to know you and you get to know them. So, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Try to get you know, and, podcast. Yeah, and some, some musicians are doing it, but a lot of comedians do it. And it actually mm -hmm. helps them because not only are they sitting there riffing on the podcast and it helps them come up with different concepts for their comedy. Right. But so it can also do the same thing for an artist as well too, you know, cause I mean, there's been many things where me and KP are sitting here talking and all of a sudden I just come up with an idea out of the blue, just off of the conversation. Mm -hmm. So you can come up with different ideas for all different kinds of things that could be a benefit to you as an artist, but then you can also, um, you know, just have, have conversations like he was saying with your fans or with just potential new fans that get to know you on a deeper level than just the music and they can understand the why to the music you know what i'm saying like yeah. you know whenever you watch a documentary of one of your favorite artists or whatever it helps you get more in depth with them as an artist mm -hmm. people aren't really doing documentaries too much anymore that's why i recommend doing podcasts so that people get to know you Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It, it'll help you grow, whether you're a, a collective or whether you're, you know, a solo artist or whatever. You can still come up with a podcast, and if you're a collective, you can just do your own thing as well too. And it'll help grow the band, or it'll help grow. You know, it's kind of, kind of based off of what we were talking about last week. Sometimes you don't really have to stick with the collective that much, but. Yep. But yeah, KP had a couple of things you want to talk about. It's going to be a really interesting show with some of the things that we we're talking about because, uh, you know. Me and KP as being marketers as well as artists, but we, we mainly focus on helping other artists with their marketing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. We often run into a lot of situations where people people have a really high ego and a really low pain tolerance when it comes to making investments in their musical career. And that's something that's hard to overcome, especially when you don't have much money. Me and KP personally know about that. Um, when you don't have much money, every dime that you try to invest, you want to try to make that maximize as much as possible. You don't want to try right. to throw it away because then that hurts. You're like, man, I could have spent that on something else that, you know, I could have spent more food or I could have, you know, went out on, you know, on the town with the evening with my family or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Something, exactly. you know, you're, yeah. you're sitting there, you're taking, you're taking what money you have, you're taking it out of one thing and put it into something else. You don't have a lot of abundance, you know, when you're, when you're starting from scratch, but you know, if you're starting from scratch or if you're starting from, you know, plentiful, whether you have a good job or you got a wealthy family or you're out there on the streets, you know, slinging some shit, however you're doing it to get, money you want to make sure that you have your investment come back to you 
you know, and so that's where you got to work smarter, not harder. Just because you're throwing money at something doesn't mean it's going to come out. Right. And one thing I always heard as well, too, is that, you know, so this this stems from uh, KP was watching an episode of of uh, No Labels Necessary podcast. Shout out um, to Sean and Corey. Exactly. I was actually going to see her say that. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, shout out to them. But they were talking about how, you know, they have different programs and stuff like that. One of them is like $2,000 for a program, which me and KP have both taken, you know, yeah. and that's, that's not a, it's not a, it's not an easy feat for us to invest two grand on some shit, but it's definitely been a benefit. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, somebody basically, from what I gathered, they felt like once they spent that two grand, they should start making money immediately. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and you you saw you often see a lot of people do that. And one thing I've heard from one of my mentors is that um, people often confuse um, activity with accomplishment. So just because they're doing something that they should be, they should automatically be accomplishing things. But it's just because you're doing something doesn't mean you're doing the right things, you know? And I've so that person I've been, had to learn that in a very, in the most mm-hmm. difficult and heart wrenching way. <laughs> Believe mm-hmm. me. Yep. Yeah. And that happens to the best of us, you know, and yep. it's just one of those things you got to learn. And, you know, that person was sitting there freaking out, you know, flipping out or whatever. But, oh, man, y'all are playing, scamming people for two grand or whatever. And, like, nah, like, okay, maybe it's a little overpriced. But either way, like, it's not a scam. Like, the information yeah. that they give you is legit. The The support that they have in there with it is legit. They don't, you know, they may they may not get back to you within five minutes, but they'll get back to you within a day or so on a question or concern that you got. Yeah. You know, they're decently timely for as busy as they are and as high profile as they are. So And they get you know, to know it. you. And the funny thing is that they do get to know you. You, like, I know Sean and Corey. Like, I can mm-hmm. hit them up and say, hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Mm-hmm. And we could just talk about the day talk about shit you know that's going on in life like they are just they are very personable they're very cool and it's just but the thing is like they tell you and this and and i and i think we need to do something that we need to share as marketers is that you know a lot of artists think that the um that most of us get out here and are just trying to make money off of other artists are we just trying to just we're just we're 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 we're, what's the word i'm looking for we're um feasting off of artists or trying to just or yeah that take advantage of take advantage of them i mean let's talk every pretty much every every negative connotation there is that you could think of when it comes to the artist and marketers relationship but here's the thing that you don't realize artists and this is also from coming from two artists right when we're listening, when I when I got on to when I got put onto the brand to the network to know labels necessary, the thing that grabbed me number one was believe it or not, Sean and Corey are both were both artists. They were yeah, but Corey also, more so. But yeah, yeah, Corey more so, but it also just just but also looking at it from the perspective of Sean was always creative. So he was so in in tech in in in, in technic in technicality, he was an artist. He also played guitar. Mm. He also, you know, what I'm saying those things like that. And I really paid attention to what what these guys how mm. they came up, right? And the thing is that they were artists. They were also fans of music. 
right? Yeah, and so, they got their start by trying to help other people grow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they when they stayed, they started, but then they also they learned. They went to college. They started learning about biz. They got. I think Sean ended up getting a degree in business or whatever. Like he got a. Deg I know he's got a degree. I know he's. A, I know he's a tech person. Yeah, he's a tech person. I, so yeah, I know he's got like he's got like a computer science or something like that degree. Mm -hmm. So he does. He has a degree. He's a college graduate, right? And then Corey, he ended up you know leaving school and but he ended up getting into the business because he was he was he was a rapper. And then he realized, hey, man, I really don't want to do this. And then he started really getting more into the business side of it, learning different, pardon me, learning different uh, jobs in the business. Similar to what I did, I did the dope. I've done it longer as far as being an artist, but I did take that little bit of a break to learn about, like I volunteered and learned about stage managing, actually learning how to stage manage, learning how to run the books, bookkeeping, the money, all that stuff. So I started learning about finances, booking shows, started learning about that stuff as well. And that's, and, and eventually what ends up happening is that you start evolving. And if you want to be still be an artist, learning all those things, learning those skills, learning how to market, understanding how McDonald's, and I'm going to repeat this a lot probably until the day I rest, I rest peacefully which I probably won't rest peacefully. I know. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but, but look, man, let me tell you guys, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. I, I, and I say this because I want y'all to understand that if we as artists have to think like this, where it's like, when you look at McDonald's, okay, and I'm going to drive the McDonald's theory in your, in your heads on this. They're not in the business of burgers. They're in the business of real estate and having a plan right the plan was yeah, to they're, serve they're all marketing exactly. yeah they're all marketing all marketing okay so the same thing is that you you so the, the same principle that they apply imagine that you now apply so as we were talking about earlier taking um marketing in as an art yeah a lot of us don't do that like especially as artists we were looking at we look at it as an assignment right i yeah. understood the assignment love that song by the way but <laughs> but at the same time if you do understand the assignment if you will you'll understand that marketing is an art and it's also shout out to jen's the guru who made this very valid point it's our, we need to look at our marketing plan as a canvas what do you want to paint? How do you want to paint the picture? Who are you trying to sell to? What do they look like? Paint the picture of the person you trying to sell to. And I'm going to tell y'all something. If you look on, like, if you look on Instagram, for example, all right, I see a lot of really cool pictures from artists, right? Even TikTok. But what I've seen is like, there was one picture I saw of, an avatar of a, per, a sister who was with a mohawk, a punk rock sister, mohawk with the with the microphone, the piercings and stuff. With the, you know what I'm saying? And it was a, it was that cartoon look though. It was animated. Right there, that's a target. Believe it or not, for me as an older punk or punk, nor, nor, an older metalhead, punk, jazzy type of artist. Guess what? So my art, my my 
my art, my target would be people who are who's into weird and eclectic music. Yep. Right? And I'm thinking about yeah. that as I'm right because I'm about to start writing my album. So, guys, instead of always thinking from a perspective of, well, it's an assignment and, oh, man, I got to learn this. I got to learn with marketing, man. You got to learn how to do this scam. It's like it's scamming. You got to learn. No, you're not scamming people. It's an art that you are learning that when you after you're done writing your music, what are you going to do with it next? All right. All right. All right, y'all. I just want to take a quick break right here to tell you about something hot and spicy. And no, I'm not talking about that Latina thing that you saw on Tinder the other day. I'm talking about hot sauce. And not just any hot sauce, but Tennessee Hot Sauce Co. All right? I personally know the owner of Tennessee Hot Sauce Company, and I've seen him grow this company from just something that he would sell a few bottles at the local farmer's market to something that can ship all across the United States now. All right? And... You guys have a unique opportunity right now to save 20% by using the code MMCPOD when you check out on any order over at Tennessee Hot Sauce Company's website, all right? That's TNHotSauceCo.com. Make sure you all go check them out and use the code MMCPOD over at checkout and save 20%. You guys got to check this out, all right? They have all kinds of great great flavors my personal favorite is poblano jalapeno it has a mild kick to it because i'm a little bit of a bitch when it comes to spices but it has great great flavor i put on all kinds of stuff i put it on steaks i put it on burgers when i'm cooking them i put it on tacos and enchiladas stuff like that as well too but i've tried many of these other flavors like the garlic habanero and the honey habanero the blood orange ghost and the pineapple habanero now the pineapple habanero was one that really really snuck up on me because it had a great sweet flavor of the pineapple and it wasn't nothing overbearing but it had a very very good flavor to it and then all of a sudden boom i got hit in the ass with a habanero and i had to go grab some milk all right but these are some great flavors, and they have all kinds of different options. They have the collection, which has the full lineup of all six of their most popular sauces. They also have different subscription boxes. You have a three-sauce option, a four-sauce option, yearly and bi-yearly options available as well, too, for the boxes. Then you also have all kinds of other new flavors that they have that I've never tried yet. I actually got to get that shipment in here soon of the barrel-aged whiskey and the mustard dill scorpion those are two that look very very interesting and i want to try them out one thing i did try is one of their new options that they have here which is the poblano jalapeno beef jerky but like i said i love the poblano jalapeno sauce and whenever i tried this jerky no bullshit i ate the whole bag before i can even sit down and shoot this promo right here all right and so luckily i know the owner like i said so i got another bag on the way but y'all gotta go check it out and he also told me they got some more flavors coming out of the jerky as soon as they get operations up and running on that brand new venture right there all right so again make sure you all go over tnhotsauceco.com use promo code mmcpod at checkout and save 20% on your order and on top of that orders $50 and over are free shipping in the United States so again make sure you go check this out small batch small brand but powerful flavors tennessee hot sauce company now let's get back to the show right well and that kind of goes back to a couple episodes ago whenever you said that you got to create the visual before you create the actual music right. because the content, you know yeah. 
Yeah, marketing is a creative enterprise as well, too. It's just it speaks to some people differently than other people, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you're creating your music, like you said, a lot of people, they just like, man, I just want want to create only, I just want to create only. And and for some people, that's good. But some other people, they're just being a little lazy with it. Because, you know, you you bet, oh, I'm just an artist. I'm not I'm not a businessman. It's like, okay, I get that. But with the marketing, there's so many different creative elements. You know, like you said, what, what you just said, where you're trying to find the ideal person in business, that's called creating the customer avatar. Right. And so, so, you know, when you're in, in, when you're doing that, you're thinking, okay, who am I trying to reach? What type of person, everything like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, a lot of times you look within yourself and That's then you kind of to put go out from there. I like that. Do what? Character, av- your uh, customer avatar. Yeah, exactly. That well, in business is customer avatar with music as a fan avatar. fan avatar. But I mean, they're they're still a customer because they're consuming your music, whether you give it out for free or they pay for it. They're still consuming your music, you know, and, and and, you know, it, you got to make sure you put it out in front of the right people, because that's one thing I see a lot in, in the hip hop realm where I delve in is that you'll see a lot of artists who will have a bunch of artists on their their fan base or whatever because they they try follow for follow scams right Mm -hmm. and so next thing they know now their whole audience is mainly other artists and so you know yeah you're gonna have some artists that will legitimately go out there and and you know show love to other artists by listening to their music saving it sharing it stuff like that but most of the time you're just you're essentially you're in a room with a bunch of other people and you're like Hey man, you should check out my music. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, check out my music. And you're like, yeah, yeah, but check out my music. And they're like, no, check out my music. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, they're not, not you're not, you're you're in a room of producers trying to make them into consumers. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like the it's kind of like the old adage, you can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Well, you can't turn a seller into a buyer. You know what I'm saying? Even though, especially when they're selling the same exact thing that you're selling, right? So in, in sales as well, too, they say that the easiest person to sell to is a salesman, a salesman because they're so used to projecting all the sales tactics that they don't always see the sales tactics come back. And also, since they're so used to projecting and leading other people down the sales journey, mm-hmm. once the sales journey starts getting put onto them, they just fall in line because yeah. because because when they're on the when they're on the leading end, they're on the sales end. Mm-hmm. They're getting the person to follow through. And so then they're going down that journey with the customer, right? So Facts. when they are the customer, they could just go right down the journey, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is that, you know, you can't do that to somebody selling the same thing, you know? And, Absolutely. And, and so, so yeah, whenever you are going out there, you got to find, like, if you make, you know, boom, bap, raw, conscious hip hop, you got to go to areas, you got to find people who are those hip hop snobs, those hip hop heads, you know what I'm saying? Those, those people who will critique all of your bars and and tell you where you fucked up. And you know, all those people who know like the address, the day and the time that hip hop started with, you know, Oh, what was the address day and time that cool hurt through his first fucking thing or you know what I'm saying like all that shit I know even looking like at that. what they yeah and even looking at what they dress like because a lot of it because they have a different hip con those guys have a different style right and yeah, I mean even though you got the, it, yeah. you know you got Griselda who does have more like the chains and stuff because they're repping the, the streets but 
at the same time, you can see within that realm, like the difference between JPEG Mafia and Griselda, right? You yeah. can see the difference. Even though they're both underground, they're both underground type of artists, there's a difference in their style. And yeah, they, and, and, it, and since hip-hop is a worldwide culture, there is so many different styles and subcultures within it as well, too, you know? So, you know, like, for instance, you know, at the same time that you got, like, you know, like I'm thinking about people up on my wall, right? So everybody, a lot of people were wearing baggy shit and everything like that. You know, you got K-Slay right here. You got you got Master P right here, Papoose right here. You know, that's with the, the extra, extra big tees and the extra big pants and everything like that, right? Well, at the same time that a lot of this was going on, you Look at those three have. styles right there, though. Look well, at those. Like, they're, 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 you, they got three different styles too. Like Papoose has uh, yeah. a totally different rhyme style than than um than the other two you just mentioned. Well, I'm talking about just like the the clothing, the appearance, right. you yeah. know, because because like you know, because like for instance, you know, Papoose and them you know, and K Slay, you know, what I'm saying they were wearing Tims and fucking you know uh, North Face jackets and stuff like that. Well. Master P and C Murder and, you know, uh, Wayne and Juvenile and shit, they were wearing Jabos with fucking, you know, tall tees and shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then also around the same time, you had Lupe Fiasco and them start coming out wearing skater shit. You know what I'm saying? I remember I remember just a few years ago, there was the whole fucking skinny jean phase that was going through hip hop. And you would see motherfuckers with jeans that were tight on their legs, but still sagging. falling off their ass. Yep, yeah, still falling off their ass. And I was like, all right, whatever, you know, and, and you know, I, I get it to an extent, but like, there's so many different different styles that come through with the fashion, just like there is with the music, and that's because everybody's different, you know. And so, when you figure out who your audience is, or at least bare minimum, when you're starting out, figure out who you want your audience to be. I'd recommend people that have similar interests to you. That's why at the beginning I was saying something about start a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. So like. You know, if you, if you, like for instance, right, Immortal Technique would have blown the fuck up if he would have had a podcast. Yeah, he because would have, if he, especially with the be, way he talks mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. can see that. And, and see, the thing is, is that like, you know, he's doing his other things, everything like that. I'm not going to shit on him right. for not really being a, being a part of hip hop and music anymore. But, you know, he released Revolutionary Volume 1 and 2, which are right there above me, right above Snoop Dogg and Wu-Tang right there. Word. on the wall behind me but he released revolutionary volume one and two and then you know the media of the time in the early 2000s there wasn't social media and podcasts yet so what he was doing is he was going on you know news shows and talking about things and everything like that and then when social media did come he started technique tuesdays where he would go live on tuesdays and talk about all kinds of shit or whatever but he was very very he's a very political person with his music and with his with his outside of music stuff you know he had Mm -hmm. he had his whole thing where he was going and helping building schools in afghanistan and everything like that yeah he's a very strong activist very much a very strong activist yeah when when occupy wall street came out he was right there Mm -hmm. he's right on the streets with everything like that and everything you know so a lot of that kind of stuff well if podcasts would have been available at that time he would have been one of the top political podcasts of the time oh yeah you know he, he, he absolutely would have been. And it would have reflected in his album sales growing as well, too, because that is who he is. And he was attracting people who gave a fuck about that stuff. Like, I first started 
undoing a lot of the brainwashing that I had, you know, from whenever I was in the military. I was in Iraq when I first heard Immortal Technique. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And whenever I first heard, you know, Revolutionary Volume 1 and 2, I heard Revolutionary Volume 2 first, and then I heard 1. But anyway, when I first heard, you know, Fourth Branch and, you know, uh, um, some of the other tracks out there, I can't think of the top of my head. But when I first heard those, I'm sitting there listening to the content. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? So then I started doing my research, and I'm like, damn. And it started opening my eyes to something whole, totally different with, right. with politics. And he's on more of a socialist bend than I am with some of the other politics. But with you know his anti-war and, and everything like that, that kind of stance, anti-corruption, I'm right there with him on that. But mm-hmm. you know, But either way... His group of people that he wanted to be his his people were people who were conscious people who love, I said people 45 times, but they love talking politics and talking change and, you know, they're anti-corruption, they're anti-establishment, they're anti-control, you know, stuff like that. That's the kind of people... Yeah, they're activists in some way, shape, or form. Less left-wing, more like that left-wing style activism. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, he he was he was a, a positive bend in the left wing before it went way too far, you know. Yeah. But but he uh yeah, so I was right there with him during it was during the you know, end of the Bush, beginning of the Obama years. And I was right there with him on, on a lot of that stuff. But like I said, him having a podcast he could have blown the fuck up because he knew his audience. So mm-hmm. if you're into that kind of stuff, starting a podcast as soon as you start putting your music out and then you know, doing stuff like that, like like Pasha, for instance, right? We when I went on uh, Y Net Seven a few weeks ago with Pasha Perro, right? He has a podcast. It's all about higher thinking and and changing your life and being independent, and all kinds of stuff yeah. like that. And so he also makes music too on the side, and his music is geared towards that kind of stuff as well too. Mm-hmm. You know, so if your music, for instance, is all about, you know looking fresh and flying, you know, being super clean and got you know, Gucci this and, you know, all that kind of shit. Oh, yeah. Start a podcast about fashion. You yep. know what I'm saying? Start, start, even if it's just like a little small, like daily vlog, right? Like for instance, one of my kids, I don't know if he still watches them anymore, but he used to watch this one. He's technically a fitness influencer, mm. but all of his stuff is just about what outfit he's wearing today. Okay. Like, it's it's weird because like you know like you could tell he goes to the gym right because he'd start off with like no shirt on right mm-hmm. and so he's like jacked Showing and then the like <laughs> there's that right and so then he's like oh yeah I'm gonna wear you know these shoes with these pants and then this shirt or whatever and then when I go to the gym later I got this with that and everything like that right and so he's all talking about his fashion and everything like that because he's really big on that mm-hmm. but then at the same time he's like I'm going to the gym you know what I'm saying so then it kind of like it. It, it all ties together. So if you're big on, on fashion, you know, and your music is about a lot of that kind of stuff, you know, I'm so fresh, so clean, you know, like, like outcast, so fresh and so clean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> stuff like that. Then, then you are going to, to do good talking about that just to start, right? If it evolves into something else, it evolves into something else, right? You know, so you never know. Yeah. You never know. Cause you could start doing like a daily vlog about, about what you're wearing on your way out. Next thing well, you know, <laughs> Next thing you know, you're charging people twenty, forty, fifty dollars a month to help them go through their 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 fucking outfit, their wardrobe, be like get their wardrobe consultant. straight. Yeah, you could be a fashion consultant. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Whether they're hip hop, you can start with hip hop fashion consultant. And you kind of ver, you know brand out from there. 
You can do that. You can even start creating your own. And this is what goes back to like a week or two ago when I was saying create your own merchandise, but actually just create your own clothing line. line. It's not about you or none. It's a totally separate entity. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my name is Harkos, but I got a whole clothing line over here called fucking, I don't know, drywall sheets or something. I'm sorry, I don't know. I just came up with the first thing that popped in my head. I just looked at my wall, right? But you got a whole clothing line. <laughs> you got a whole clothing line. For those of y'all listening, the KP's looking at me all crazy. No, I'm but... looking at you. No, no, no. No, I'm looking at you because what hit me was when you said that, I was thinking in my head, what would be something that would fit you and something that you do, something that is like that you do. And then you came up mm. with drywall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, if you're thinking like that, if you're thinking about that, like what, what made you think drywall? Was it because look- you constantly, because you constantly look at your walls and you have the, mm. you look at the way it's designed. Right, because like when like because right. what hit me was, if you look at drywall hip, you know like drywall con- lo-fi drywall concept or drywall concept, mm-hmm. right? Something like that. Like being able to look at it from the background, like it's like here you have this canvas, and mm-hmm. then you're able to put those murals up there. Like that's what like went through my head. That's pretty dope. I just looked in front of me and I saw the wall, but but no, like. With, with the merchandise, it has nothing to do with you. It's just fashionable. You know, like you said, mm-hmm. it's a canvas. So maybe you're good with art, right? So you create a clothing line that, like, is better than Basquiat looking shit, right? And it's got all these, you know, crazy cool designs on it and different colors and everything like that. And you got, you got the shirt. You start out coming out with shirts. And then you come out with pants to match. Mm-hmm. And then you got fucking fits. And you got, you know, different things. Like, you got jackets and stuff like that, right? You kind of branch off from there. Next thing you know... Yeah, you're making that music that you love making, but then you also have turned another one of your passions into something that's helping you create an independent lifestyle. But then also, you're sitting here helping a bunch of people with the same passion that you have. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's what that's what creating your own fan avatar is about whenever you're trying to figure out how to market your music. Mm-hmm. And that is a highly creative entity. So a lot of people are like, oh man, that's that business bullshit, it's so boring. It's like, nah, man. It's very, very creative, you know, like whenever I have consultations with artists and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I'll say something off the top of my head. They're like, damn, man, I never thought about that. That's highly creative. And I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm using my creativity in multiple different ways. You know, I make music, but also I come up with creative ways to do all kinds of other shit. You know, I think I have the box with things. Yeah. And like, cause here's a cool one too. Like, and always like, we have this tendency that when we think about it, it's like, we always want to look at the numbers, like how many people are going to be paying attention. Right. But it's not always that. It's who's paying attention. Because just... Yeah, it's, just it's not this, the quantity. Quantity not, is the quality. Right. But also, it's just... It's what are you... What are you... Like, what are you targeting? Like, here, for example, I had posted... And if you saw one of my, my posts on Instagram, where I had... I was playing my drums, and I had on my white blade... I had on my white linen uh, jo- Joseph Abode blazer... But what I ended up doing was I ended up tagging the clothes, the companies that I was wearing. Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, Paisley and Gray, one of the companies that I tag, ends up putting me in a reel in one of their stories. Yeah. So this is what I'm saying, guys. 
when you're paying it, when, when you're targeting, when you're doing that, you target, if you're going to target, you're going to target who you want. And if they're seeing you constantly putting out cool looking content, they're going to pay attention. Right. And, you know, exactly the constant portion, because you can't just do it Consistent. once and then be done because you've been doing that a lot. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? When you, you tag all kinds of people when you're doing all kinds of things and everything like that. And a lot of times it doesn't hit. You know what I'm saying? You may not get you may you may not get Paisley and whatever it was called. I don't, Paisley I don't know. Paisley and fashion, Gray. So I don't know. Yeah, Paisley, Paisley and Gray. gray. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not you're not getting Paisley and Gray. You know, they they may put you into a reel or stuff like that. They're kinda like testing you and stuff like that. They're seeing that, that content that you're putting out. They appreciate it, they reciprocate a little bit. But they didn't immediately reach out to you and be like, hey, KP, I'd like to give you $50,000 up front plus, you know, $4,000 a month to be our brand ambassador. Right. Right. You didn't come up with and say that out of nowhere. Right. But they happen to notice. But even if they didn't notice, well, other people who like Paisley and what the fuck? Gray. Paisley and Gray. Yeah. they pay, I keep wanting to say Paisley and Pride for some reason. <laughs> Paisley and Gray. But they, people who like that. They're looking for stuff like that as well, too. So even if Paisley and Gray didn't re repost you, they would still find that kind of stuff. And then they'd be like, oh, cool. Oh, I like, you know, I like music, too. I like, oh, that's pretty cool. Or they just may be like, oh, that's cool that he's Dapper Dan the Mohawk man on his drums. You know what I'm exactly. saying? And, and, you know, stuff like that. So it starts building that resonation, you know. And like, like what we were talking about before the show, you know, going back a little bit to that person who was bitching about spending two grand, sometimes, especially in the hip hop realm, you know, it'll be people who are supposedly street cats out here grinding, hustling and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And they got all this money, but then they bitch about spending two grand on something and them not seeing an immediate return off of that. Well, I take that back to in the dope game, you almost always see an immediate return off your investment. The yeah. only time that the only time that you could take a loss is if you get the robbed feds on you or the feds or, on you, or, the, or the, the cops get you. You know what I'm yep. saying? When either you get robbed, you get killed, you get put in jail. Those are like the only times you really take a loss. Other than that, when you go buy however much product, you go out and you flip it and you make however much you're supposed to make off of it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You, you make that return and you keep doing it. So people, when they live that kind of a lifestyle, whether it's that or, you know, even if it's not a legal stuff, if you're, you're doing something else where you get a one-for-one -one return. You don't really notice any losses. Yeah, the customer ain't well, always right, which y'all do. I mean, let's keep it 100. Well, right? There, yeah. <laughs> there's that, too. There's that, too. But, like, there's that as well. But you're not risk-adverse, you know? You don't know how to take a chance. So whenever you do go out on a limb to take a chance, now all of a sudden you don't know what how to handle the fact that you just lost, either all or a little. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go and put two grand into a marketing budget for a month, right? And then you only get, you know, a few thousand streams off of it or something like that. Or you maybe only get an extra hundred followers on your social media or your YouTube or whatever it is. You're like, damn, man, I just paid $2,000 for a hundred more people to follow me. It's like, you're looking at a one for one. You can't look at that. It's a long term shit. It's a marathon, like H Lipsy Hustle said. Like a lot of people say, you know, it's that mm -hmm. long term shit. You know what I'm saying? You don't see Warren Buffett out here fucking day trading all day every day and worrying about penny stocks and shit like or that. Flipping, He's that yeah, long term shit. Yeah, he that long. Oh, exactly. Money, long -term. That long term shit, right? And he started out long term as well too. You know, not to discount day trading, but it's 
different vibes, you know? Right. All right, y'all, Harkos here. I just wanted to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back Back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right let's get back to the episode so so whenever you look at marketing it's that long-term creative process i mean you know when you're an artist when you create that that first song that you create it's not it's not the one that makes you a millionaire immediately as soon as you put it out it doesn't work like that and so a lot of artists know it doesn't work like that with their music right so you also got to realize it doesn't work like that with your marketing either because the marketing is just another creative portion of that musical career that you have mm-hmm. that you want yeah you know and you were you were quoting something out of the out of that book um to me before we started um kp's got a book what's the name of that book again man? this is um writing production music for television by steve barden yeah i'm shout out yeah. to steve man bigger met him at um met him at the uh the rally the taxi, yeah, taxi rally, road so, rally yeah, yeah you got that rally, book so. and you met him yeah so but to tie that in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love the fact that he signed this baby for me, guys. So they're right there. Absolutely. Bam. Uh, but, all the best. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, so in here, you were, you were telling me a little cool thing, and it kind of ties right into that with finding the right vibe to everything. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in that zone, you're finding the people that vibe with you. It's, it's, about, it's about that mood. It's about that tone. It's about that resonance that you vibe with other people. What was, what was he saying in there? And it says, it's a quote on the chap- first chapter I started reading. He says, it's a short history of music in film and TV. And it quotes, a film, a, a film is or should be more like music than like fiction. It should be a progression of moods and feelings. The theme, what's behind the emotion, the meaning, all that comes later. Stanley uh, uh, Kubrick. Yeah, Kubrick. And then it goes on to say, and then as Steve starts to write, he says, music music as an emotional tool. He says, if you ever got the opportunity, or if you ever get the opportunity, apologies, y'all. If you ever get the opportunity to watch a scene from a movie before the 
music track is added, do it. It's one of the most eye-opening experiences you can have as a composer. So now, guys, get to your mindset as a composer as we're talking as as I'm reading this. All right. When most people, civilians, people, regular people, non-music listeners, non-composers, um, but says civilians, not composers, watch a movie, they are often unaware that there is music being played in the background. Just ask them, what do you think of the score or what do you think of the music score? And you might get the answer. There was music. <laughs> I've, actually, I've actually seen that happen before. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I've actually lo- had that happen before too. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of people, when you're in, uh, you're watching a movie, mm-hmm. you don't always notice the music because we're so used to the to the music. You know, whether you know you have that anticipatory buildup or you got the chase music or whatever it is, you don't necessarily notice it. You may notice the music on like the intro, like uh, the beginning of Fast and Furious, whenever you got the music coming that you're coming into or whatever, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. But you know, you you don't always notice the music or or like what you said you said uh before pre-show on on ace ventura pet detective whenever he goes into that into that metal show and uh <laughs> yeah cannibal corpse is in there yeah and he's walking in and he's all like he has hand on his stomach he's like dancing totally different yeah but you know that's when you notice the music whenever it's a major part of the scene but when it's something in the background you know, you got the you know type of stuff. Whenever you're sitting there trying to go, you hear all the sound effects and stuff like that, but you don't necessarily notice the musical score behind it. And you know, like like what but you were saying. And so, score. but that's yeah. And so that that's is the musical that, score. Yeah, right. and that's what puts the mood behind what, it. So exactly. it, it creates the mood for what else is going on. Mm-hmm. You know, and so when you're creating content for your music, <clears throat> you want it to be in a similar situation as well too. Yeah. So here's the thing he says, and he says, the thing is, here's the funny thing, but not us. And I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to a movie I wanted to talk that, that I want that's going to bring us right to this going to hit us right in the this, hit us right in the stomach when I say this. All right. But it says not but not us as composers. We are constantly aware of music's presence. Because of our interest in writing music for film, we analyze how the music is working in the scene but does it mean in those moments when we don't hear the music does it mean that we failed as composers as musicians as artists no it means that the composer did a superb job of writing music that was felt and not heard okay beautiful example so Let's think about it like this, guys. And I'm quite sure y'all have heard this in even um, Kiss has said, Gene Simmons from Kiss, has said, places and bases and vocals from Kiss said this too, that the best parts are always, it's not always what you hear, but it's always what you don't hear, those little subtle notes like ghost notes within a sound, right? And even the rest, like the certain rest, like when you go one, two, three, four, one right there where I got that rest at one, two, three, two, four. Right? So you got that right there. Now, 
when you think about the priority, also you think of jazz. The, when you think of the kick drum in jazz, it's felt, not heard. Right, that's where, and that's that's where you get that feel. That's where you get that that uh, analogy from as well. So, when you look at a movie like Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi, every song in that I, right now I can close my eyes. And remember just about every part of that film score because of the way how fascinating it was. Superman was another one. Okay? Batman. Batman. That soundtrack was impeccable. Right? But we're just talking about the film score. The Color Purple was another great film score. Didn't wasn't too the movie the movie screwed me up, but a great film score. Okay. Um, the Crow. Another great soundtrack, but also a f phenomenal film score. But when I remember listening to Star Wars, and like I said, I remember how just even when the Empire Strikes Back, that that's when you're like oh shit the emperor is over. yeah you do dude dude i tell you nigga tell me you did not go you didn't walk in you did not think you were like you felt the power you felt yep. the energy you felt the fucking you felt the superiority you felt mm -hmm. the sage of Darth Vader mm -hmm. but then yeah, when Darth Luke Vader got his hand too. chopped off and then when we saw Return of the Jedi we hear that we were like I'm back. I'm ready to go. Yep. I'm, not, I'm I'm right. It was that feeling that we got. It was the energy. It was like, yes, we see it. Even when the Ewoks part was playing, the little music that dee, 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 yep. and they coming out looking all right. We we captured those moments because of the music. It was we didn't think about it, but those mm. subtle moments within the within our sound. He's right with the movie. We heard it, Lando Carisian. When he when, when he came out when he when he caught um when he caught Han Solo saved his life that 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 part right there it was like whoa you remember it and the music behind it and when it bubble fat bubble yep. fat right you yep, remember exactly. those parts because it was yep. just because it, it was that sound it was that moment yep. so yes. When we think about our music, and I think, and, 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 I, and Sean touched on this, man. For artists, the reason I'm using sync licensing for an example is because I want y'all to think about it like this. With sync, and, and this is the one thing I'm starting to learn with it, is even as, if, if, if I'm looking at fans, right? And what we were talking about, the avatar. You have an emotion. Right, and it says it right here. Music as an emotional tool. People have emotions. When we heard that boy Lantana, Lantana shout out to him, when he said that, when, when I looked in his eyes that moment when he was talking about how he's in the club and he's seeing how these young people are looking, he said, 
man. We straight up vibing off of motherfucking murder music. The way he said that, if you look at the expression on his face, he's speaking of the music and the emotion that it's causing. Yep. I want y'all yeah, to think about that. Yeah, because music creates a mood. You know, it going does. back to white man, going back to white man can't jump. You don't hear Jimmy, you feel Jimmy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's the thing is that music is always there for a mood and a lot of big music heads who use music as a therapy mm-hmm. you know to to get through tough tough times or whatever the situation is you know when you use music you're you're using it to help you with that mood you know you listen to you know you listen to like upbeat hard hitting shit whenever you're at the gym or you know when you're you know when you're working outside or whatever you're listening to something that puts you in like a zone or whatever you know like for instance with me Sometimes when my anxiety gets really, really high and I'm at work or whatever, or wherever I'm at, when my anxiety starts getting high, mm-hmm. I actually have, um, it's like a, like a four hour long, um, YouTube video that I listen to that is Star Wars music. It's all the mm-hmm. Star Wars scores. And mm-hmm. so it's sitting there, you can hear like all the stuff, like when he's on Dagobah and stuff like that, you can hear yeah. like the sounds and stuff like Like you can hear the like the sound effects of the animals and the crickets and stuff like that as well too. Yeah, and you hear like the, and it transitions and basically the one I have it kind of goes from like episode four all the way to the end of six, you know. So it has all the highs and the lows and everything like that, and it's it's really really cool. But it, dude, whenever I put that on, it just I just start feeling like the the breeze. I feel that that weight lift mm-hmm. off of me. I can just feel the breeze again. I'm just like, ah. yeah. And and that's because not only is it is it is it good music, but it creates a mood, you know. And, yeah. and the one I have, it actually, it doesn't do the um, the Empire music, you know. But it's all it's right. like the chill the chill version of the, all the chill music out of mm-hmm. Star Wars. But but that's one thing with me as well too is that previously. Before I found this, what I would do whenever I was having high anxiety or whatever, like I'd have like a really stressful day. I'd come home, I'd just turn mm-hmm. on Star Wars. Star Wars was like my go-to. Then for a little while, I was having a hard time sleeping. Star Wars helped me sleep. You know because what I'm saying? Because of the emotion that yeah. Because of the emotion and the connectivity that I have where like – you know, I'm sure there's a, if, if a psychiatrist listening, you'd probably be like, oh, well, it's because, you know, it took you back to your childhood when things were more simple. Okay, maybe, right? Because that's when I started watching Star Wars, right? When I was a kid. But, like, no, but, like, I like Star Wars. I like the whole vibe of the whole, I like the whole big story of it. I like the intricacies as well, too, with it. But I like the whole big story. I just love it, right? And so I can put Star Wars on. I can start with episode one. I can start with episode four. I can start with episode seven. It doesn't matter, right? And I can be asleep in <laughs> moments, and I can Im- just immediately be asleep. I can be calm, mm-hmm. and I can sleep the whole night. I can leave the TV on, and, and it won't really wake me up hardly ever, right? Unless you know, like the high, the high, the high volume like fight scenes yeah. or whatever might wake me up a smidge or whatever. But like, it just puts me out, and so then. You know, whenever I'm not at my house where I can just, you know, waste time watching a movie, I just put that on in the background and good. Sometimes when I'm having high stress and anxiety and I'm working on the computer on stuff or whatever, even if I'm editing video, mm-hmm. what I'll do is 
there's another one that's like Jedi meditation music or whatever, right? And and it actually there's one that's actually the one that I like better is the Sith one. Because the Sith one, it has like a low tone. It just goes, oh, right? And so it's just like that, like almost the whole time, right? And so that frequency hits something inside of me because right. like music is all about frequencies. When that frequency hits something inside me, and then I just zone into what I'm doing. I'm just... I'm just going right? <laughs> right so sometimes sometimes my head you know i'll be sitting there just like trying to process too many things at once and that'll help me just kind of chill and get into that zone you know and, and so music has that. that effect you know exactly <laughs> music music has that effect you know and, and that's as an artist that's what you need to do when you're creating your music as well as when you market your music you know like uh, like that one uh, that one female artist used to work with Katie or whatever her name was. Yeah, Katie. Yeah. So so her whole vibe, correct me if I'm wrong, but her whole vibe was like that that intelligent introverted black girl who liked like the like the the calm delicate things, right, or something like that. Like she liked like being in nature, writing, you know, listening Cooking. to the sounds of nature and stuff like that, cooking stuff like that, right. So her music actually had that same vibe with it as well. You know what I'm saying? And so so all the people that end up liking her are in a similar tone in some way, shape, or form. You know, they may not be 100% that intelligent, introverted black girl. They may be, you know, an intelligent, extroverted white girl. But they still like they still the same like, kind of she, stuff. She, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the same vibe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The same vibe, you know? They, they still resonate with her on at least one level, if not multiple levels. Yep. You know, it's just like, just like when people talk about politics, they're like, I like so-and-so. And then people are like, oh, well, you like everything? It's like, no, I don't like everything that that person likes. I never, I don't like everything that I like sometimes, right? Like, you're never going to agree with somebody 100%. They may be your political person, right? But you're not going to agree with everything that they do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You just try to find a good, uh, a good amount of things that you're liking them about. Same with music, right? Mm -hmm. When you're an artist and you're trying to get out to fans, you want fans to at least like you you know, 5%, they're not going to like you 100%. And you don't want people to like you 100% because that's when you get the crazy stalker stamps. You know what I'm saying? Those are the ones that go off the rails. You yeah, just want somebody you at, do, least, it, at least 50%. And the thing is, like, if the more, and, and you have to say that the less you stay away from super controversial things, like when I look at, um, checking out Aaron Jones. Shout out to Aaron. But he's a rock musician from here, from here, from Seattle, young brother. Um, but he stays away from a lot of the political um, arguments and identity politics and things like that. And I understand why. And he also he doesn't really like when Black Lives Matter came out. I was I was definitely one that was on to Black Lives Matter. Like I was I was one who was speaking out, being very much advocate. Like yes, Black Lives Matter. Fuck with mm. all you think, like I really was, especially within metal. But right. for him, it was, you know, he had that. He has that. He has a very, pretty much a predominantly strong, strong white audience, mm -hmm. and I understood why he didn't go off on the deep end like I did, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm saying that as far as just because I understand where he was going, right? And what he's doing for me, on the other hand, I realized, and I even thought about this, like with 
within my own, just like dealing with my incident at men's warehouse where I was totally out of line. But I realized that there was a part of that. And when I started, when I, when I went through that, I was, I started looking at brand archetypes. And this is another thing, guys, you got to start looking at who are you, right? Number one, I got a motherfucking mouth on me. Let's get that there. Okay. Number two, I am rebellious. So my out, so my, so my brand has an outlawish. Yeah, it does. I have a very, I have an outlawish brand and I've come to realize that. All right. So because of that, rather than me try to appeal to someone to appeal to a Ron's, um, grew up audience, even though I got a song called let it rain, where I say, Hey, yeah, I, because I'm thinking of current, a current rock star here and it's a Ron Jones. So I did give a big up to him in the song. Cause I love his music by the way, but I do realize with that. I was like, I, I realized like I do have a separate type of audience. I'm very much, like I said, I'm a, I'm, I have a mouth on me. I'm rebellious and I am very fucking weird and eclectic. I get that. So I get, so I'm, 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 and, but him, he has that more mainstream audience. I'm also damn near going to be 50 years old. So, you know, so I was looking at that and, and, and I started realizing like, okay, if I want to appeal to the audience that I want now, not the audience that I had when I was in Under the Red Door, Beyond Theory, John Mary, all those the bands that I was in, right? And I look at who I am now, where I'm at now. Where am I at as an artist? Where I'm, where, where's my mindset? What do I'm thinking of? How, how am I writing music now? Right? And that's what you have to think about. So understanding brands and this is where part again where marketing is such an important thing is like when you understand marketing you start understanding how you operate as an artist and where you need to go instead of trying to make up something or trying to push yourself onto something that's not you yeah absolutely yeah you got to be yourself you got to be real raw with it and just be true to yourself mm -hmm. and that's how, what how marketing you helps you do that's what, yeah. that's why marketing gives you marketing gives you mm -hmm. that, that edge. It's like you were talking about with, when you listen to star Wars, right mm -hmm. now it's able well, to, the thing is, is what, when you're marketing, I think I see a lot of people that will do the opposite. They'll try mm -hmm. to be something that they're not in order to promote their music mm -hmm. or even in their music, they'll try to be something that they're not. That's why I always tell people just be raw, real. Be be hundred percent true. You know, be you. Obviously, you know, being in the entertainment business, you're going to be a caricature of yourself, which which means that you accentuate certain parts of yourself that you want highlighted more than other parts. You know, mm -hmm. like you know, like like if you're if you're like me, you're kind of introverted or whatever. Well, when you hop on the mic and stuff, you're a little extra. You know, what I'm saying with it because you want to accentuate something about yourself and bring something out. But you're not being 100% fake with it. Mm -hmm. And so when you have your marketing, in order to reach a real audience of people that are going to rock with you, you need to be real and raw mm -hmm. with everything that you have, with your marketing, with your music, everything like that, you know? And, yep. and that's something I see a lot of people not do. 
And mm -hmm. that's why you just need to do it. You know, it's a very creative, excuse me, it's a very creative process mm -hmm. with not just creating your music, but also marketing. And if you are not being as creative as possible, then you are going to fail. All right, y'all, let me take a quick break right here to tell you about something that's completely fucking ridiculous, okay? It's called HorribleDesigns.com. And I personally know the owner, and he's just as ridiculous as this whole fucking company is, okay? If you or someone you know loves stickers and mugs and shirts with crazy outlandish sayings on them that just are designed to catch people's attention out in public and get them to laugh and point and ask you, hey, where'd you get that t-shirt or where'd you get that sticker when they see it on your car and stuff like that y'all gotta go check out horribledesigns.com at horribledesigns.com they have all kinds of ridiculous sayings on stickers and coffee mugs t-shirts vinyl stickers magnets and even mouse pads okay and i'm telling you if you guys have not checked out horribledesigns.com you got to go check it out because some things are straight up great like the american muscle mouse pad it's got some awesome pictures of great muscle cars if you're into cars or you know somebody who's into muscle cars and they need some great mouse pad to have while they're on the computer working but then they also have dumbass fucking t-shirts that say things like are you staring at my ass with a picture of a donkey on it or stickers that say are you staring at my beaver with a picture of a beaver on it stuff like that man completely ridiculous shirts and stickers coffee mugs everything like that anything that you can ever think about having just to get people's attention make a statement out in public and just completely be ridiculous and to do it with some horrible designs at the exact same time and like i said i know the owner so he hooked us up with a great deal where you can save right now by using the link below in the description whenever you go there and shop you will not only support music making sense podcast but you also get a great deal on any and everything that you decide to purchase every time that you use that link right there in the description below so make sure you go check that out right now horribledesigns.com use the link below in order to get good savings go check it out buy some ridiculous shit for yourself or someone you know all right now let's get back to the show yeah you know if you get if you can't convince yeah. me that you're darth vader if you say <laughs> you that type of motherfucker you're dark if you can't convince me then i'm just gonna look mm -hmm. at you like oh man this nigga just all right, right. exactly exactly yeah i mean that that's a that's a big thing with 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 the hip-hop spaces people fronting like there's something that they're not and everything like that and it's like oh you know like you know you'll see people like you know on a music video talking about how they got it or whatever and they have a stack of money and stuff but then like you you know as a marketer or whatever you reach out to them we're like even as another artist you reach out to them to do any kind of business together or whatever well like they're not wanting to invest any money because they don't have any money and you're like okay so what was that? Was that just your re-up money? Was that a bunch of fake show money? You know, because you can go buy that movie movie money or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You can buy that fake shit. Was it that? Like, I, I thought you're sitting here saying that you got it and you're flipping things, everything like that. It's like, come on, let's let's do some business then. You know, get that get that money working for you instead of working yeah. for your money. You and know? it's like it's like even like like when we're talking about this too, man. I mean, the emotional tool. Rest his soul, but we look at King Von. I'm gonna and, and, and let me speak on King Von for and, and even FB, FBG Duck, like rest his rest all their souls. And I want and I want to talk about this. Why? Because I want to y'all understand 
marketing and branding, okay? When you look at them, since we're speaking of archetypes, their archetypes are straight up outlaw. Straight the fuck up. And they don't pull, they did not, they didn't pull any bullshit with us when it came to that brand. That's what grabbed our emotions. That's let's think about look at look at Charleston White, right? We look at Charleston White. Why he's talking about F King, he's he's saying all this stuff about them, right? Why? Because it's easy to grab an emotion. Emotions sell. And here's why. And I'm going to tell y'all why. Not because, the, no, because emotions are real. They sell because they're real. Well, and then also, too, there's a psychology behind it, right? The crowd so, psychology behind definitely. Yeah. Well, then there's also influence and persuasion psychology, right? Mm-hmm. So if... So if if you can get somebody's resting heart rate to be above 100 beats per minute, they can no longer think rationally. And so therefore you can put anything into their mind that you want, right? Just like when they're and aroused. So, yeah, I mean, well, there's men. that too. Yeah, yeah exactly, <laughs> right? Once your heart rate is up so, so high, you can't think irrationally at all. So whether you get somebody angry or sexually aroused or, or whatever it is, you get their heart rate up by it, whatever means, now you can manipulate them to do whatever you need to. Politicians do it a lot. They use fear as their tactic. And for those of y'all, I'm not going to go too deep in politics, but y'all want to watch a, a dope documentary on the politics of fear? It's called The Power of Nightmares. It was a BBC documentary that was created in like 2006-ish, somewhere in there. It's a three-part thing, right? Mm-hmm. The first part was like it took place like, you know, in like the 40s or 50s or whatever. And then it ends up all the way into like modern day with, you know, well, not modern day now, but modern day then with like 9-11, right. the whole war war on terror and everything like that. So it starts out with like the base psychology of it and it kind of grows into what happened after 9-11 and everything like that, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can do a whole podcast about that shit. But anyway, yeah. but if you, if you watch the first one, it, it really, really helps you get into that mindset that like politicians started using fear because so basically what it goes off of is that politicians used to offer offer something better to people right you know like fdr the new deal and you know stuff like that people are always trying to offer a better world you know hey elect me and I'll, I'll, i'll change things for the better you know right but then they started realizing that that didn't move people as much as fear does you know if you don't elect me, so and so is going. So and so is going to get elected, and then we're going to lose everything, right? And I'm not just talking about current day politics. I'm talking about that's been politics for at least 30, 40 years, right? You know, they started using the politics of fear, and then when they want you to do certain things, when they want to go to war in a certain place, when they want to fund a certain thing, whatever it is, they use fear in order to manipulate you. Well, that's because when you're fearful, you're highly suggestive because you're resting heart rates up, right? And so that's why the emotion in the music, like when you're talking about somebody saying fuck so-and-so, that's why beef music went so good in, in hip hop for a while. And it still kind of does is because, you know, you hit people right in their feelings. Now their heart rate gets up and now they're suggestible and you can kind of get them to manipulate and stuff like that. you can get them to take action. 
you know, you can be like, hey, so-and-so's over here talking shit about me and everything. All y'all that are with me, y'all know what's real, everything like that. Let's go get at these motherfuckers. I want you to, like, shitpost, you know, shitpost contest or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, whatever it is, you can get or, people to move. You know what I'm saying? Or, or you can get them it to can be dance. with guns. Yeah, yeah, or a dance, yeah. Or you can be with guns, whatever. Yeah, don't, don't recommend guns. But, you know what I'm saying? You can do all kinds of different things. But then you can also move people with that kind of, it's not, so manipulation is a, is a misconstrued term, right? A lot of people use manipulation for a negative, right? But you can and use that's manipulation why I tried for to throw a positive. In, right. And that's why I tried to throw it because here's the thing, like, as you were speaking, because we spoke, we were just, we were speaking about King Bob, like I said, rest their souls. But right. what ended up happening was that we started getting into where it was, we started mostly shifting it towards the negative. And that's why I said dance, because yeah. also it can make us want to dance. It can also make us mm -hmm. fall in love. It can make us, it can make us, make us, make us do, make, get, make a difference in the world. When we do have that fear, when we see people who use that fear, use those fear tactics, we have people mm -hmm. who are saying no counter. Right. They're using yeah. counterfeit attack. They're trying to use that. So so what we're trying to say is basically with this, guys, is. When it comes to you as an artist. All right. And whatever direction you go, whether you want to make people dance. Or and listen, I'm not going to say whatever direction you want them to go. Let me say this. OK. Whatever do what. Whatever you're feeling, truly feeling, and you put it out there, it's gonna, you're going to put it out there. And understand that when you put it out there, know what it is. Yeah. That's why know marketing what, is, is yeah. important because exactly. you have to know, all right, look, I'm angry. I'm sad, I'm, I'm happy, I'm cheerful, I'm serious, I'm focused, I'm inspired, I'm creative, I'm, I'm, I'm frugal, I'm wise, I'm ignorant, I'm blissful. All these, th those feelings, those emotions, those things, I'm hellish, I'm heavenly. Yeah. Right. You have to know exactly who you are and who you are going to target. Yep. Because the people who are heavenly are not going to target. They're not going to fuck with you if you are hellish. Same goes for people who are hellish. They're not going to fuck with you if you're heavenly. Unless they're trying to see, unless both of y'all are trying, there's certain, there's a certain thing that's going on where it's, let me speak on it. If the hell is, the heavenly person is just getting tired and they're starting to get into that world or the, 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 the hellish person is getting tired of being in that space. So they want to transition. Okay. And there may be moments they meet together, but it depends on how you paint that picture. Now you can do both. But remember, where are you going with it? Are you tired or are you, or are you want, are you, if you're tired, okay, let me say that. If you're tired, 
then which direction are you going to go? Yeah, and that's absolutely. the way you have to do it. It's the same thing. It's like you look like he says right here. A film is or should be more like music than like fiction. It should be a progression of moods and feelings. The theme, what's behind the emotion, the meaning, all that comes later. Exactly. And and you can use the emotion in your music to move people to the action of becoming your fan with positive marketing, with creative marketing that speaks to the mood of whatever it is you're doing, you know? And so when it comes to marketing, yeah, there's a lot of shady people out there just trying to exploit out of you, but whether you're, whether you're, you're dealing with me or KP, Obviously, we got this podcast, so you can see what we're all about. We put our face out here. We're not just some picture on social media. We're not really putting our face out here. We put our face out here, put our voice out here, put everything out here, right? Because we're yep. real raw and 100% genuine. And the people but, we learn from are genuine. Yep, the people we yeah, learn from exactly. are Sean, from Sean and Corey and, and Damien, all those guys from Jocelyn. The people we learn from, guys, they are legit. We yeah, need people, and, and we I've stand, on, we stand on that. Yeah, and I've learned from multiple other people outside of outside of no labels as well too. And right. they do the same thing. You know, they're right here all the time, year after year after year. You know what I'm saying? Me and KP only been doing this for for you know six months or something like that now. But mm-hmm. we're out here all day every day. You know, if people you know, people want to test me or whatever when I'm messaging them or whatever. Sometimes what I notice that they do is they'll send me a, a voice message instead of a text message, right? Right. And so I, I, I respond in kind. You know, I send them a voice message back, right? At least at, at the beginning, right? Just to let them know I'm a real person. They can hear the tone in my voice. It's not just copy and pasting some shit. It's not some automated bot or nothing, you know? And they right. can tell I'm legit. I'm really who I am, you know? And it's hard to find real raw people out there, but you can find them and you need to do business with them. When you find them, do that business, you know, whether it's me and KP or it's not, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to be able to do the business and you got to also be that person as well too, in order for people to do business with you, you know? So, so no matter how you're trying to, to approach this game, how you're trying to, you know, win off of it, you just got to be raw, real, and you got to, you just got to be out there. Yep. And you got to you know cre- who you're targeting. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. That's the key right there, man. That is the key. You know, like I'm working right now with a highly lyrical dope artist. This dude's from Chicago, but you you swear you pop on his music. You're like, oh, this dude's from Brooklyn or something. Right? No, he's not. Cause like he's on boom bap shit. He sounds just like he could be like Method Man's cousin or something. He got a kind of raspy voice like him and everything like that. It's pretty dope. Right. But I'm working with him and everything. He's like raw, real. So his target audience is hip-hop heads. You know what I'm saying? You know, people who like trap music may like him a little bit, but not so much. His target audience is people who love boom bap, who are hip-hop heads, people over in the UK who arrive off that shit, everything like that. It's dope. And so... Why does this artist sound so familiar to me? I don't know. But I'll send you. I'll send sounds you like one that I worked. Sounds like one that I've worked with. 
Probably That's not. That's why I'm saying that. Okay. It's none that I've heard off of you. I knew this guy for years back when I had my old Okay, all right, because I, yeah. I was just thinking about an artist. So you said <laughs> Chicago, and you said Boom Bap, and then you said, like, Method Man. I was like, right. what? Right. You still, like, what? For real? No, I mean, no, it'd be totally no. cool if he was, though. Like, right. seriously. No, no, I haven't. Uh, there's a couple people that, you know, that, that have... Uh, that you've worked with before or whatever stuff like that. No, I'm I'm open to working with them. I've just never contacted any of them. Yeah, one of them. I've briefly I've I've briefly contacted one on our on our on our music Instagram podcast Instagram. Yeah, and then he just he's he's not really coming through. So I'm just like, okay, fine. Yeah, I I actually saw yeah I saw some situations. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, um, but yeah, yeah, knowing your audience is is Mm -hmm. where you want to be at. You know, so like. You know, like another artist that I'm trying to work with. I've known this dude for years. He wants to work with me, but he's just kind of like wishy-washy sometimes. It's kind of weird. Like he'll be on and off with the music. He's he's one of those that like he'll 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 go away for six months and then come back and just kind of like hit it hard for a couple months and then go away for another multiple months. And I'm like, you can't do that. I was like, if you if you want to do that, if you want to go back into the lab for six months at a time. During those six months you're in the lab, you need to create six months worth of shit, and then right. throw me some of that money so I can run your your social media for you, and you can just go right back to the lab again. You just stay in there, and we just keep creating that content, keep putting it out. Blah, blah. Anyway, so anyway, he is a very conscious artist. I personally done a track with him before, mm-hmm. that and his, his verse was like high high level consciousness, right? And it was dope, but a lot of the mu- most of the music he puts out is on that super wavy type bullshit. Oh, okay. I remember you talking because, about Because, okay. yeah, 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 because okay. yeah. he, I think he's trying to do the J. Cole model instead of the Kendrick Lamar model, right? So J. Cole, people are going to disagree with me like a motherfucker on this, but J. Cole made his music, made his, made his name mm-hmm. making pop club music. Yeah, when right? he signed with Jay Z first, yeah, that's kind of yep. where he went with it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Once he got his name established, then he started transitioning that, and then now he's just like conscious, and he'll make some like poppy sound of music, but it's still hella conscious. Whereas Kendrick has always been unconscious, and then he'll throw out a pop one here and there, but he's always been mainly conscious. And then his pop ones, like we talked about before, his pop ones are hella conscious, like ADHD. Still, on, on, yeah. yeah. On, on yeah. surface level, on surface level, ADHD sounds like he's glorifying <laughs> drug use. But you listen with an open mind, you're like, oh, no, he's condemning drug use, drug use. You know, his song Drink, it sounds like he's glorifying being a fucking alcoholic. No, he's talking anti that and everything like that, right? So, so he you know, paints they're, pictures. They're, he paints the yeah, picture of what's going a big, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A big, a big picture, you know, but, but not to shit on either one of those people, but both of them have reached success. However, in my personal opinion, I think that Kendrick has much more long lasting success and has a much more hardcore fan base than J. Cole will ever will because he keeps flip-flopping and Kendrick doesn't. That's my personal opinion. People are not going to like that, but it is what it is. Because when I have to when really you... look at, I have to look at that. I have to look at that a little bit more carefully when it comes to J. Cole. Because I, lo- I yeah. love Cole. But yeah, I like I like I, a lot I, of Cole too. But but if you look at it, whenever he went from pop to conscious, he lost half his fan base off top. Now that's not always a bad thing. However, now he's got to keep rebuilding, and he already had that certain level of notoriety. 
So people right. keep kind of expecting that. And then pe- you're not true from the get. So people don't know really what you're about. Really, what's your angle here, sir? You know what I'm saying? I think That's kind of what so they come for him. At. Yeah, but I think more for, more, more so for um, since we're going to do that, I'm going to go ahead and just do this. Uh... <laughs> Transition into this conversation here. Transition song, yeah. <laughs> All right, so since we're just talking about that the transition of uh, Cole, I feel like I can see where you're coming from, but here's what it is. Like, I think it's – he's trying I, – I don't think he's trying. I think more so he wants – he's gotten to the point of where when he was signed with Jay – when he signed with Hope, when he signed um, with Hope, Rock Nation, yeah, it was like he was. It was almost like he was trying to mimic a Southern version of Jay. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the haircut, the way he dressed, all that, and this whole style, the way he was coming out. It was almost like you were looking. He even at lived my, ten years in New York trying to make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seemed like he was trying to do it that way. But what he realized was that he couldn't do it like Hove. But what I also see, and I'm going to say it like this, what I'm saying like this, that he couldn't do it like Hove was like, he didn't live the lifestyle Hove lived Mm. growing up prior. But what I also saw. And a totally different time. They had a totally different time also, but also lifestyle and state. Being from this, he's from the South. He's from North Carolina. Hope's from New York. But what also I saw is almost like Hove was looking at Cole like, I wish I would have been like this young nigga here. Instead possible. of all these other niggas. Like, I really, I don't know, like, I don't know why I really see that. Like, I felt like he, because I'm looking at the hair. I look at the way he's, the way he's thinking now, all that, the way he's moving. <laughs> like, so right. J-, J. Cole drew his, grew his hair out like a homeless person. So, so, so did Zoba. <laughs> I just feel like, I mean, well, I don't think they drew like homeless. I mean, that's, that's, those, those are, those are locks. I don't, that's not homeless. Right. That's well, not all. But yeah, but J- Jay-Z's saying, looks really weird. But yeah, I get what you're saying. He does. I mean, you know, yeah. for the most part. But <laughs> at the same time, but I mean, it was like, but what I'm seeing is almost like for Cole, it's like he's he just wants to be himself. Like that's yeah. it, and and and, and when, I, when I see like with Dreamville and how he's like when he goes out and protests, he does he doesn't have it like he's not all on. He's you have to people have to spot him. Mm. Same thing Jay does. Same thing Hove does when it comes to how he's how he moves in life. Like he's like I've he moves differently. Like he move he. I just I don't know. I just feel like. They had, they mimic each other in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. except for Cole. Just, but I can see Hove looking at himself in the eyes of like, I would instead. If 
while Cole was looking at himself like, man, I want to be on top like Jay. Jay was looking at, Hove was looking at him. I feel like Hove was looking at him like, damn, little nigga, I wish I could have been more like you. Possible. Yeah, it's possible because of the era that, that Jay, Jay-Z came up in. He couldn't be 100% raw, real in himself, but now you can type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, get, I get that to an extent. My, my main thing was saying what I was saying is because, like, it's all about when people meet you. I, I tell this to people who are artists and producers, right? Because there's some people out there that are artists and producers. And so whenever I'm talking to them, I'm like, hey, you need to separate your social media entities and your names. They need to be separate from each other. Because when somebody first meets you, mm-hmm. they got to put you in a category. And so if you wear too many hats to somebody, you look all over the place. They can't categorize you. Can't they can't them. remember you. Can't you know what I'm saying? They can't remember you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you know, that's why you got to be different things. And I know it's kind of weird. Somebody might be like, okay, well, your name is Harkos whenever you're on the mic rapping, but then also your name's Harkos on this. It's like, yeah, I'm kind of being a little everything all at once, but I haven't pushed my music in months. You know what I'm saying? Like, I throw my music out here and there. My music has always pretty much been a side thing. You know what I'm saying? It's never been my main thing. My main thing is ever since I started making music again in about 2017, my my music has or my main thing has always been just helping other people, learning about marketing and business and outreach and everything like that. Like that's been my main thing. Me making my music, man, that's just fun. That's just me enjoying myself and then that's me doing a little bit of experimentation over here on the side with some other things, right? Right. But whenever I'm talking to somebody who does producing and they make they they're an artist as well too, I'm like, "Look, you're going to reach two totally different audiences with that stuff, right? So you need to be one thing to people, you know? And so, like, like the reason I drew that with J. Cole is, like, he made his name. Oh, he's that person you hear in the club, you know, you know, what was that? If I was your boyfriend, I can't think of the name of the song. It's going in my head, yeah, but I can't yeah. remain the lyrics. I know what you're you know saying. What I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, got that, he's got that song, right, you know? And, and it's just like, boom, boom, boom. Work you know? out on so, me, work out on me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that song, right? So he's got that song. People are like, oh, yeah. You know, and he's like, yeah, you pop in the club and everything like that and everything, you know. That's what you learn him about, right? And then all of a sudden, he's like starting on some conscious shit. And you're just like, like, you may go with him, but then you may be like, what the fuck is this dude? He's on some other shit. I'm trying to fucking, I'm not trying to educate myself. I'm trying to have fun in the club. You know what I'm saying? Stuff right. like that. So so when you come out, you know, it's not a bad thing to evolve as a human, which I'm not I'm not knocking him for evolving as a human. As he's grown older, he's gotten wiser and he's he's elevated himself. But Thanks. but but when you're a, a newer artist and you're trying to do something like that, like the dude I know who's trying to make, make popular music to get his buzz and then he's gonna come with some conscious shit right after. He's going to lose half that buzz off top because he's going to try to do it too quick. I know it. Right. Right. I know that's going to happen. I've seen too many people do it. You got to just be you 100% the whole time, especially nowadays with social media. You got to you got to stay true to everything that you are all the time because there's that record. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like when people go do a deep dive on me, they're like, oh, this dude's always putting on for other artists. He's always putting on for musicians. I got that record. You know, like seven years, six years, whatever it is, right? I got that record. 
so that's kind of what I was going at with that. But yeah, we've been going a little long on this one. But but you know, when you're trying to find your target audience, it needs to be a, a resemblance of you, and you got to be a stable person in order to get that stable audience. Because if not, you're gonna be all over the place. One track's gonna do well, the other track's gonna fucking flop. You know what I'm saying? Like hard. You're going to see hard ranges. You're not going to see that little bit of up and down, but you're trending upward. You're going to see a fucking big pop and then a fucking through the goddamn floor situation. Yeah. You know? And so, so yeah, everything that we said wrapped up into a bow. Anything else you wanted to add out of the book or anything like that for, the, for wrapping up the show today, KP? Nah, man. I just want to give us a good, uh, you know... <laughs> I saw it in your face. <laughs> I saw that in your face, man. I saw the look on your face. You're like, oh, I'm looking for something. What am I looking for? But, I, was like, uh, I was like sitting there looking at this like, I just going to give us a good old one, two, and then uh, this is going to be long. Get ready, y'all. Exactly. Soak it in. Soak it in. Yeah. Yo, it's still going. All right, there we nice go. Done. So for those, so for those of y'all who are watching, you can see the dynamic between my personality and KP's personality. While that cheer was going on, he literally felt like he was in front of a huge crowd. He was soaking it all up, and he was sitting there. For those of y'all who are listening only, he was sitting there like pointing at people, like yeah, 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 yeah everything like that, right? And I'm just sitting here like, all right, is it over yet? <laughs> Right? It's like, okay, yeah, give me applause, but fucking fill my bank account first. How about that? You know? <laughs> Say, I appreciate you, and then let me hear that notification on my phone from PayPal real quick. You know what I'm saying? That's, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not all about the fucking cheers and shit like that. I'd much rather have the cha-chings. But, um, but, hey, no. but that, putting on these cheers is going to help us get the cha-chings. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. I get you. I get you. But, yeah, so we're going to get the fuck up out of here almost an hour oh, yeah. and a half on this episode right here. I like I like this with Riverside because I actually get to see the time. Before, I would have to just kind of guess, you know. And yeah. today, I don't I don't have a hard out time limit, but I wanted to, we want to try to keep it around an hour because we're starting to get syndicated on internet radio stations and stuff like that now. So, Facts. Um, so, some of them will cut us off after an hour or so. so but, anyway, we went a little over, but it's all good. It's whatever. We do it. Fuck we want. We, yeah, <laughs> but, we got we got YouTube. You guys can check us out on there and a couple other other spots we got. Oh to, yeah, so. well, if they've made it an hour and a half, they're listening on one of those platforms anyway. They didn't get cut off, but Facts. but yeah. Anyway, uh, musicmakingsensepod.com for any and everything music making sense. If you want to work with us, hit us up over there in the chat or send us an email. Um, yes, yes. <coughs> excuse me. Also, uh, you know, we have multiple different things that that you can be a part of. Um, anything that you need help with, let us know. We got a lot of free options as well as paid options. So we can connect you with people hundred percent free. We can also help you out, uh, for a couple of bit of that ching ching too, but we got good rates and everything like that. Our main focus is helping you, but you know, if we're going to be spending our time, we need to be compensated for our time, especially since we're taking time out of other things to help you. I'm sure you would want the same thing done in return. So, 
Um, but yeah, keep tuning in, share the fuck out of the show with at least one person that you know would enjoy this and benefit off of this episode and, uh, keep coming back. We'll see you next episode. Make sure you like, share, follow, subscribe on all the platforms, all that good, happy horse shit, fun stuff. I'll see y'all next time. Hello.